Welcome to the weekly Mission Red Bank podcast, helping the body of Christ build itself up together in love. Well, for some weeks now, as we prepare our hearts for the Advent season, we've looked together at who the Pharisee, Saul of Tarsus, became as new creation after he started following Jesus namely the brother we now know as St. Paul the Apostle. It wasn't a new name. It was just a different derivation of his name. But most often we know him as St. Paul. And we've done this. We've looked at Saul by paying attention to excerpts from his letters to different congregations in the early church. We've noted his vigilance when it comes to protecting the flock from false teaching and those speaking it, and his admonishment to hold fast to the truth. We've observed the core of St. Paul's teaching being rooted in God's purpose to reconcile all things, not just human souls, but all things, things in heaven and things on earth, in him, in the person of his son, Jesus. We've also read and hopefully received his admonishment to humble ourselves, considering how Christ humbled himself rather than using his divinity to his own advantage when he walked in our skin. And we considered how that posture of humility comes from a healthy identity, a right understanding of who we are in Christ. He became a servant, and we talked about that word, how what that word meant to the Apostle Paul was ebed, a beloved, faithful servant, sons and daughters of the living God, like sons and daughters serving a loving father in a family not slaves being driven to be fuel for an agenda. Last week, we considered how Paul was driven by his understanding of who God truly was manifested in the person and work of Jesus. What he knew about God grew and changed as he saw God manifested in who Jesus truly was. And then I charged us to help one another grow, to think about God this same way until this true picture of him begins to drive how we think about ourselves and others, all of creation, actively compelling our thoughts, words, and actions. Today, we're going to look at St. Paul's farewell to Timothy and hopefully see the beauty of a life lived and finished well. After around 30 years of following and serving Jesus faithfully, Paul sends the words we're going to look at to his beloved son in the faith. And in them, 
along with Timothy, I hope that we too can hear and receive the charge to remember who we are, to hold fast to our faith that's forever holding us, to stay the course, to walk, live, and in God's time, die well accordingly. Let's pray and look at it together. Father, I humbly ask that the words of our mouths and the thoughts and the meditations of each one of our hearts will be pleasing to you, King Jesus, our rock and our redeemer. Holy Spirit, come now and help us so that we grow to be more like our King. Amen. So I'm going to go to 2 Timothy chapter 4. Starting in verse 1, I charge you, Paul says this to Timothy, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word. Timothy was a preacher, so he's giving him this clear admonishment to be about that for which he was created and called. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. Did you get that? Have you ever thought about rebuke being connected to complete patience and teaching all in love? That's what Paul was after. For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions. And will turn away from listening to truth and wander off into myths. As for you, always be sober-minded. Endure suffering. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry, for I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. It was beautiful. Did you get all of it? I rephrased it as I was reading through it and thinking about what each part of it meant. And if I were to write it, it might sound something like this. Paul's saying, Timothy, in the presence of God and Christ Jesus, God in our flesh, come to give us the good news of his kingdom that has come, is coming, and will come. In his presence, be ready at any time with long-suffering, endure, be patient, and sound teaching. Be ready to preach his word. In the words you say, in the way you live, in the choices you make, in your very thoughts, the message of his kingdom, and do so from every angle. See that your life, your existence is meant to bring this message. So wherever you work, whoever you are, whatever you're doing, be about it. 
People are increasingly wanting to hear what they want to hear more than the truth. They want to make up the truth that comforts their mind in a moment or for a season or because of circumstances. Paul is saying to Timothy, brother, truth is not a moving target. And I'm saying to you, the way that God says to all of us, brothers and sisters, truth isn't a moving target. It's just not. And for us to want it to be so creates, we're hamstringing ourselves. It ties us up and it keeps us from being able to receive from our good father that which is meant to help us. So he says... They want to hear what they want to hear more than truth, and this will lead them astray. Not you, Timothy. You stay the course and complete your calling. The vapor of my life is almost spent. I've pressed hard into what God called me to do. Now Jesus, who has shown me so much patience and mercy, is about to let me rest. And when he does, he'll receive my spirit, giving me the worst sinner that ever lived, the reward that awaits all who give themselves to actively following him. I've lived the life by his grace. I was stopped when I was moving against him And he turned me, and then I moved with him. And you are part of that work that he did in me. It flowed through to you, and now you carry it on. He's teaching his true child in the faith, Timothy, how to live life. And in this moment, especially the final part of his life, He's charging him to hold fast, stay the course, and walk well accordingly. In 2008, my dad, in much fewer words, did something similar for me. Uh, In 2007, we found out that my dad had stage four cancer. Actually, it was an early eight. It was an early eight because he lived nine months with it. And I remember the last time I saw him alive, I was, I went to Texas and we visited and I sat down on the bed and I looked at him, everybody else had gone out of the room and I said, Pop, if there's anything that you need to say to me, you know what he said? He looked at me, and he said, oh, no, son, we're okay. We're good. And that was it. And when my father let me know that we were good, he gave me a gift that is still shaping not just every day, but every moment of my life. It catches up with me if I drift from it. 
He finished well. He loved the Lord. He got sick. But as he was dying, he blessed me in the process by making things very clear for me. Because of it, when I went to his funeral, I stood in the front at the viewing, you know. I stood in the front of the funeral home and met people. I would not go in there. Because I said, no, I saw him and he spoke to me. He's not there. He'll be reunited with a new body. And I ain't worried about that anymore. Oh, no, son, we're good. (laughs) Because of this, I live differently. I pray and I strive to live in a way that will assure Heather, Katie, and Caleb of my love for them and my belief in them so that when the moment comes that I step into the rest of eternity, they'll be clear about things between us and able to walk in the grace of that clarity for the rest of their lives. Hopefully holding fast to what we believe, staying the course in Jesus and walking well accordingly. Now let me be very, very, very clear. I fumble at this. I do drift in moments. And for the moments when I do, I try to be intentional to keep short of accounts, going back and confessing and looking to turn and do what's right. And one of the things that compels me to do that is how my dad treated me in that moment. I remember when he first found out that he was so sick, I asked him on the phone, I said, are you afraid? I swear to you, this is what he said. He said, oh, no, nothing to be scared of. And I thought, man, you don't think like most people. He believed the gospel for real. Like in the moment of that, he just believed it. And everybody can't do that. But he gave me those things. And so when I mess up, I confess and I turn. To behave this way, I believe Scripture teaches, is consistent with who I am as dad. A husband to Heather and a father to Katie and Caleb. But they'll tell you many times... They'll tell you that there have been many times when I have walked outside my mind and forgotten this. But I've always been brought back. God gave me that grace to bring me back. Paul wants Timothy to receive a grace from him so that he can always orient and reorient and live according to his true identity. Always be sober-minded. Endure suffering. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. Timothy's father in the Lord is calling him to remember who he is because of whose he is. To hold fast to that which is unbreakably hanging on to him. To stay the course And walk well. And a lot of times when we hear things like that, we struggle because we think, well, I don't walk so well. Remember the faith that's hanging on to you? 
He who began the good work in you is committed. He has revealed how committed in the life of his son, the death of his son, the resurrection of his son, the ascension of his son. And St. Paul would say, that power is at work in you. It is at work in you right now when you doubt yourself. Paul's letting Timothy know, Remember that. Remember. Hold fast. And when you feel like you can't, know that you're held fast. Amen? That's true. Mission Red Bank, brothers and sisters, sweet friends. This last year, we've begun to understand that in Jesus, we belong to God and in Him to one another. We started walking that road. We must continue to cultivate this precious gift that God has given us by helping one another grow in the grace of knowing and experiencing Jesus together. This will enforce and reinforce our true identity as God's beloved sons and daughters so that remembering who we are, we will begin, maybe in our weakest moments, to remember. And when He has us and our hands feel so weak, maybe even resistant, we'll begin to soften and reach. And when I can't, Jesse or Diane or any of you who know me and walk with me might be able to put your hand on mine and say, it's right here. It's right here. It's okay. And remember, he didn't let you go. That never happens. In that... We can stay his course, walk well together. And whatever the waters we have to navigate, we can navigate them by the power of God in Christ. They're not greater than him. He is God, they're not. The time for our next steps is upon us. Next week, we're going to consider just a simple, practical way of taking a step together. A step of many steps, but a step together. And until then, every day this week, this is my challenge. This is so what now? My challenge to you, what do you go do this week with this challenge? I want you to pray this prayer. I'm going to put it on realm so you can look at it. Okay, it'll be there today. Abba, Father, we belong to you. Please make us who you want us to be. I am praying that God will permeate, move through, overcome, displace, build up, whatever is necessary in your lives so that as his people, we will become who he's created us to be. 
We don't have a better plan. We just don't. And that plan, the gates of hell cannot withstand the church. And that's who we are. So in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, this week I'm I'm truly charging you. I'll put it on realm. Pray, Abba, Father, we belong to you. Please make us who you want us to be. Amen. You've been listening to the Mission Red Bank Podcast. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to know more about Mission Red Bank or have questions about what you've heard today, you'll find us on Facebook. Grace and peace to you, and may God's blessings surround you.